All right, it's Tuesday, and it's travel. It's Moncon McGann. Now, last week we were in Alaska. It'll be difficult to top that, Moncon, but um, where are you going? No, won't. No, we're going to definitely surmount it this year. I This week I am blown away yet again by another place in Ireland. This is happening like week upon week to me. Uh, this time it's Loophead in County Clare. Now, when we think of County Clare, we just keep on thinking of either Kilfenora or the Burren mainly. And Loophead is this tiny little peninsula that I had absolutely ignored to my shame for so long, sticking out uh, into the Atlantic, but it's along the Shannon Estuary. So you know that area in North Kerry, uh, sort of whatever, Ballybunion, in there, right across the way from there is is Loophead, this tiny little strand of, of land sticking out into the Atlantic. And like any little peninsula, particularly a peninsula that hasn't been over-touristed, it's kept so much, so much of its old tradition and its old buildings and its old feel alive. So it's beautiful, but there's a lot of places in Ireland which are sort of forgotten and beautiful. The amazing thing about Loophead is the locals have come together and have pushed together to create a tourist offering that is just really exciting. Now, how would you get there? You mean you'd go across on that ferry from Kerry, is You it? could, yeah, exactly. What's that ferry called? The, the Tarbert. Tarbert Ferry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you could. It's uh, yeah. I mean, if you're going, if you're coming up from Cork, exactly. Let's. We, we should be a Cork-focused show. If you're coming up from Cork or Kerry, that's right. You get on that ferry. If you're going, I suppose you know from Galway or the N the N seven, uh, um, or the N the on what's the N to Galway? The N six. The N six and seven. You you cut across towards Ennis and Gort. Um, the thing about it is, so you know the way, well, the, first, the, the gateway to Loop Head, the, own, the town you're going to have to get through to get beyond it is Kilkee. Kilkee is right at the, the foot of uh, the big the toe that is Loop Head sticking out into the Atlantic. And Kilkee, again, is a town that I had ignored, hadn't realised it. Kilkee, you know, was this um, very busy, industrious, 19th century tourist icon in the 19th century. So what happens is... In about 1890, they build uh, a steamer starts operating from Limerick City out to Kilkee. Okay, and um, all of rich Limerick, and as we know, Limerick was a pro- was a was an affluent city in the Georgian era and in the in the early 19th century. And so, all it became fashionable for the elite of Limerick to go out to Kilkee on their holidays. And during but the, if it, the fashionable in the, in Limerick still go to Kilkee on their holidays, exactly. Kilkee is very much. They're kind of where Limerick people go in the summer, and all the twi- the the, the uh, twelve month of the year swimmers mm. go out to Kilkee and ah. all that sort of and stuff. To There's a great relationship between Kilkee and Limerick. Yeah, and so much like Victorian architecture has been perfectly preserved there. A beautiful promenade, still old men-only bathing pools. Like, there is still, this is the thing that really got me, there are still hawkers or women selling periwinkles and seaweed on the steps uh, in Kilkee. Isn't that phenomenal? Did that not blow you away? Periwinkles? Yeah, periwinkles and seaweed. Now, I didn't see them because I was there on a rainy day. But people swear to me that they're still there. Uh, like and they've been there for the last two hundred and fifty years. So I've never had periwinkles, but there's a. You were telling me a few weeks ago mm-hmm. about this woman who wrote a book about seaweed. Oh, Prani Ratigan, yeah, yeah. So she's up in Sligo. You go to Clare; they all have stories about eating seaweed. Like, the, and for them, they're surprised that everyone else doesn't do it. I, I mean, I'm blown away, as I say, every week by the time I go to a new area in Ireland. Like, it was a treat in the second week in January for everyone in Loophead to have particular dishes made out of shlauchon, uh, which is a particular type of seaweed, which I'm probably mispronouncing. Um, and they'd have it either mashed up with cabbage or mashed up with potato. Anyway, so 
when you go to these places, because they are slightly isolated, they've kept this tradition and they've kept that sense of tradition. So, I mean, I had no idea that, that Kilkee was such a Victorian gem. And what happened was the Marquis of Cunningham, the landlord at the time in the 1850s, destroyed all the hovels and the old mud huts and replaced them with these beautiful bay-windowed Victorian houses and this fine promenade, and it is all still extant. So, in the years, like, Charlotte Bronte was a, was a regular visitor to Kilkee. Tennyson was William Makepeace Thackeray, R- Ryder Haggard. Oh yeah, H. Ryder Haggard, (laughs) not Ryder Haggard, H. Ryder Haggard. He wrote a great book called She. Ah, and you know who she was? Well, of course, in modern parlance, she who must be obeyed. But the the original she uh, was discovered by these these explorer type guys. And she had the secret of everlasting life. Okay, he also wrote King Solomon's Mines, according to my notes. Well, King Solomon's Mines is even better. Okay, uh, and uh, was was uh, a great film. Okay, so Stuart Granger, but you're not interested in movies. We've established Kilkey was a Victorian <laughs> gem. It has kept. Haggard, it has again. kept much of its uh, former splendor. It is now modernised too. So clearly, if we're in Clare and West Clare, we're thinking: Is there great traditional music? And there is. Like every, you know, Clare cannot help but uh, but express itself musically. And so the great bars in Kilkey would be Miles Creek Bar and O'Mara's Bar. But out, out further out in Kilbaha, the Lighthouse Inn and Keatings also will have great sessions. Food has really improved. So in Kiki, the main there's a great place, Murphy Black's restaurant. It was owned by a former skipper, and so uh, he knows how to. I mean, his friends are basically bringing him the best catch of the day, and he's serving it very simply: fresh Irish fish just off the coast. Serve, serve simply. There's also the Stella Maris and the Strand Bistro are nice, and there's a place, the Pantry Bakery, which are the pantry uh, who does this. The what Nevin Maguire claims is the best carrot cake in Ireland, and what different other chefs, including Mr. Goodlooking Donald Skehan, says is the best scones in Ireland. So, Kilkee... All on Loophead. No, oh, this is only on Kilkee. haven't even got further into Loophead. You wait. So, at the first stop out of Kilkee, when you're going out towards Loophead, is, well, it depends if you're going... There's a 16-mile walk along the cliffs. You can go straight from the centre, straight from the promenade in Kilkee, out towards uh, Loophead. But if you're in a car, head out to Carrigaholt first. And Carrigaholt is in the south side of the peninsula, so it's on the Shannon Estuary itself. And you know, if you've ever done that boat from Tarbert, as you say, across to Clare, you might see a dolphin or two. The fact is, there is a family of 200 bottlenose dolphins living in the Shannon Estuary. And for all we know, they've been there since the last Ice Age. 200 of them in a very narrow stretch of water. So there's one couple called Jeff McGee and his wife Suzanne, who for the last 25 years have had a boat based in Carrigaholt bringing people out to the dolphins. They're called Carrigaholt uh, Dolphin Watch. And you know the way in Dingle you'll go out and see Fungi, the loner, weirdo, you know, psycho, sort of psychologically needy uh, dolphin. This, in Carrigaholt, there are 200 wild dolphins living there since the last Ice Age. And there isn't, they're not being mauled by a million boats. In fact, there's only really uh, Carrigaholt Dolphin Watch and one other boat, I think, in, in Kilrush. But... Because this family, because Jeff and Suzanne McGee have been there for 25 years, they know everything about these dolphins. Like, and so the trip is much more, it's, a much, it's as much about the geology and the fishing patterns because Jeff used to be a fisherman down in Kerry and then in England before that. So he, he knows the waters. He knows exactly where the fish are. So you're going out in the boat and you know normally everyone is waiting to take the photo of the, of the dolphin jumping up. That's not what this trip is about. This is more like an in-depth 
botanic or, or nature safari. He's telling you, do you see that river? Do you see the, the sea current there and the other sea current and how they're meeting? There's a line in the water. The fish are going to be running up that line. The dolphins are going to be coming after them. So we in the boat are going to go along that line and, we're going to, and suddenly the dolphins will jump. And they do. And you're seeing these massive salmon jump out of the water with a dolphin chasing it. It's like the nearest thing to an African safari I've come across in Ireland and I had never experienced it before. Like I'd heard about Carrigold Dolphin Watch but it is just leagues away from any other. It's the only thing that well, BBC, go on. But why, I don't understand. Why have I only heard about this now as I approach my dotage? I know. You, I mean, you have to do this experience. Like, it's it's the only one, of the few things in Ireland, the BBC Wildlife magazine is that, like is the, one of the very top attractions. You're seeing wilderness. And like, you know, I mean, we can go on whale hunt, whale safaris and you can chance maybe see a minke or a humpback, you know, in the far distance. But you're never, you're, there's 200 whale dolphins out there in the estuary. You're almost guaranteed to see quite a few and they know the boat. The boat, they've seen that boat for 25 years. Um, but what's intriguing as well is this is the second best geological observation area in the world, the uh, Loop Head Peninsula. Now, I don't know what makes a great geological area, but basically all the petrochemical links, explorers, uh, sorry, researchers from the petrochemical industry will all bring their students to Loop Head to see the formation of the rocks. Because somehow the rocks were an original sort of delta. There was, they were lava flows and then an underground tropical delta when Ireland was down, you know, at the equator or at the, trop- at the tropics. And it's been pushed up. And it, the way the cliffs have been pushed up in Loop Head, you're actually seeing all those strata of rock. So it's perfect for a, a petrochemical geologist who's trying to dig for oil to see what the rocks underneath them would look like in the Middle East or in Texas. So as a, this trip, the Dolphin Watch, will explain all that amazing stuff about geology, you know, which is hard for us to get our heads around, like 320 million-year-old rocks. It's sort of impossible for us to get understand. But after a one-and-a-half-hour trip with these two, I understood the fishing patterns of dolphins. I understood the rocks. And it was only an extra bonus when the dolphins start jumping out. Anyway, that's coming from Carrigaholt, this little, this little yeah. village. The great thing about Carrigaholt, it has an amazing pub restaurant in it called the Long Dock Restaurant. Okay? Now, there's a tiny little pier in Carrigaholt, and I think there's two fisher fishing boats who still use it who compete with the dolphins for the same fish. The Long Dock gets, all, gets most of its fish from that little pier. So it's basically a three-minute walk from the pier to the kitchen. And there's a, there's a, there's a, couple, of, a couple running it, Tony and Imelda Lynch. Imelda does all this baking and chutneys and sort of berry things. And then Tony in the kitchen will c- cook up the, the whatever he's getting in that day, thick, thick crabs, uh, amazing like white fish. Uh, a lobster and cook it up as simply as possible in a 19th century pub a perfectly preserved traditional pub I was it's, I was blown away to be fair um, and Carrigal Holt has some good music bars as well going beyond that again Loophead is t- it's tiny okay but you know there's only two, there's one road in one road out you leave Kilkee, you get to Carrigaholt. You definitely do. You do not miss Dolphin Watch. You check out what the times are. You have your lunch in Long Dock, in the Long Dock restaurant pub, or your dinner there. Then you go on to Kilbaha. Kilbaha is right at the end of the peninsula, uh, just before you touch Loophead Lighthouse. And uh, Kilbaha is interesting for two reasons. Again, the further west you go, the, for, the more r- kind of quiet and rural and primitive the place gets. But there's a, there's a church there called the Church of the Little Ark. 
Now, do you remember I was talking about the Cunningham, the, the Marquis of Cunningham who built yeah. up? So there was a different landlord at the western edge of Loophead, a far more cruel landlord. And he banned the tenants from having a church because he just decided if, the, if, the, if he gives his, church, his Catholic tenants a church, they won't do any work. So he banned them from building a church. So they, with this desire, with this need to, to have an escape from the slave labour of their landlord and to find some meaning in God, built themselves a little ark on wheels, a little wooden building, shed, shack on wheels that they could roll down to no man's land which was, you know, beyond, because the landlord owned the entire the entire western half of the peninsula. So there was nowhere he would allow a church. So with amazing ingenuity, the priest at 18, in 1852, Father Michael Meehan, built this little ark on wheels, rolled it down to the no man's land and would say the mass there. And then they'd bring the, the little ark up again and hide it in someone's shed or their bahan or their old, you know, the, 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 at the back of the house um, until the next week. And that, the, that, that that was only used from 1852 to about 1858 or 1856. Um, the 1857, the, eventually they've managed to find a site to build a church on. But that little ark is still preserved. It's in the church. It's like a really moving um, representation of the oppression that the Irish suffered for so long. Next stop, well, no, if you're in Kilbaha, you need to get a new coffee shop has opened up in Kilbaha, okay? Because uh, Kilbaha, because the Loophead Lighthouse is now on the Wild Atlantic Way, a local woman um, decided look, people are going to be coming out the Long Peninsula, they're going to be stopping in in, in Carrigaholt, they might want a cup of tea. So she opened up last year a place called um, to the, was it, tea, Carrigaholt Tea Shop, and it's a Carrigaholt Gallery and Tea Shop. And it's What's amazing, it's, it's another just, you know, coffee shop with nice cakes and gallery with, with, with art and with pottery. But what is most amazing about it is the two people who are running it. They are just uh, Ailish Connolly and Liz Greehy, two women in their 30s, I suppose. You go in and you're welcomed by this sense of absolute joyous euphoria by the, of the two girls who are just welcoming everyone in. If it's raining, they're taking raincoats off you. They're sitting you down with a cup of tea um, and they're just making you feel welcome. And that's what I'm saying. All of these places, you can name the individual. It's two people who have a vision who have an idea and this this uh, we're having a cup of tea in Kilbaha you're definitely having a cup of tea in Kilbaha you're going to stop in at the church of Little Ark um, and then that's the Kilbaha Gallery and Crafts is, is the name of that shop and then you're going out to the Loop to the Loophead Lighthouse before I touch on the Loophead Lighthouse I feel there's like where are you going to stay you know there clearly there are numerous hotels to stay in Kilkey as there would be in any big you know seaside resort the problem the real worrying thing is all of those restaurants are good now. When you have one good restaurant, the other good restaurant, the other restaurant is going to improve to competition. We've seen that in Carlingford and other places we've talked about in Sligo now. The all of those restaurants will get booked out in summer, and so the you know the tourist who doesn't realise, they'll just come and think, oh, isn't this lovely? Go for a swim. They're ending up in the chipper. So it's vital you book into one of these places. So as I said, the hotels are are focused around Kilkee, but otherwise there's a great camping g- z- g- ground called Pure Camping in Quairin, which is just in the south of the peninsula and it's sort of an eco-camp ground. Now what's interesting about it is they're having the yurts, you know, which are being popular now, they're having eco-cabins but they'll also, they'll let you put up a ca- your own tent for like eight euros for the night. If, if you cycle in with your tent, it'll only cost you six euros to pitch your tent and that's, your showers are free, your walk, your everything else is free. You can then rent extra firewood from them or buy firewood to burn it, to either light their, sto- their sauna. They have an outdoor sauna. They have also an outdoor shower, which is heated by a solar heated. And they've taken advantage of these new uh, grants for wildlife forest, for natural forest regeneration. So all the way between them and the shoreline is this beautiful natural uh, forest that they've planted. And it's, 
and they've also they were, where where is this camping ground? This is it's just straight south of Kilkee. So it's at the you know okay. the the earthy the landward side of the peninsula. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, of course, uh, for older people mm-hmm. like myself. Percy French wrote a wonderful song <laughs> and, and uh, the great interpreter mm-hmm. of Percy French was a fellow called Brendan O'Dowda who was an Irish tenor and mm. he was the great interpreter of French songs. Mm-hmm. But uh, the West Clare Railway, because there was a fellow called Michael and he in the song he has the conversation with Michael who's the guard or the driver or whatever it is. Now that's got to be somewhere around here. It is, yeah. So you're right there, Michael, you're right. I, yeah. Some um, incident of frustration that ex- ex- that the poor per- Percy French suffered, which was yeah, as, as you said, um, some cemented in song. Yeah, so the West Clare Railway went from Ennis uh, and Kilkee via Ennistime and, and Milltown Malby, and and that operated like from eighteen eighty seven to nineteen sixty one. Again, why tourism would have been such a great feature? It was easy to get to Kil to Kilkee. You know, there was a, there was a regular train right. line until sixty one. I know down around there, of course, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know as well. Is Donald Trump has bought a golf course? He is. Yes, exactly. Hasn't he? Do I need to say something about that? No, Except, can I move he, on? But nobody's bought one there. He has. Yes, and that's going to bring more tourists. Like there's now sort of Ukrainian billionaires coming into Loophead and going to going out to see the dolphins because of that. So overall, it's a good thing. He's and- bringing. The other thing, Go on. It, one of the luckiest shops for selling lottery tickets is in Milton Malbay. Huh. And I was in Milton Malbay, so I bought a lottery ticket. I wasn't lucky enough, but apparently mm. it's one of the luckiest places to buy a lottery ticket. I want to touch on the Loophead Lighthouse. And yeah. But, so there's, a, there's you know, I mean, you're, it's a small peninsula. You can easily drive around, but it's much better to try and get walking. If you're doing that 16-kilometre cliff walk from Kilkee itself out along the shore, there's a great uh, bicycle company called Bog Road Bike Tours that'll run either a clifftop tour or otherwise a tour out to, to, to Polnisherry and, to Quir- and back to Quirin, which is where the pure camping is. And it'll cost for about four hours. It'll cost 35 euros or 45 euros. Yeah, or 45 euros off their bike if you're having a bike but if you're going walking there's a company called Long Way Round and as I say company it's only one woman Laura Foley who's just the most you know you find these ultra gregarious lovable kind of buoyant effusive people Laura Foley has always lived in in uh, Loophead and she just adores the place and wanted to to spread that love of the place to other people so she has she's got a great trip around Loophead Lighthouse and she'll tell you all the stories she'll show you the Victorian hanging gardens of Loophead which are a spectacle to behold like you don't, I don't want to say too much about them, but there was a 19th century sort of landlord who built these ridiculously quirky hanging gardens just beyond the lighthouse. Because one of the great seven wonders of the ancient world mm-hmm. is the hanging gardens of Babylon. You see, and we have our very own in Clare. We that have hanging gardens in, in, in Clare. And you won't find them. You will not. There's no signpost to them. So it's only, like, that's what, what's great. Bog Road Bike Tours is run by the same people, Killian Murphy, who runs Murphy Black's Restaurant. They're all local people. As I say, he was a skipper of a boat in that area. He knows this area. Laura, as I said, Foley is married to a local who's got another fishing business. They're immersed in the area. And so the things she'll tell you about the, first the geology, because I'm saying we cannot understand the geology of the area unless you have someone who's showing you, who's pointing out, who's showing you all the rare birds. Because again, me, to my shame, you know, she was pointing out rare birds to me that um, I just wouldn't know about before. The most amazing thing about going on a walk or going on a cycle, going on a cycle with Killian Murphy or going on a walk with Laura Foley is that they'll start pointing out the dolphins to you. There are dolphins as I say, these 200 dolphins, they are all the time coming up and down in the water. But because you or I aren't trained to look out in the water, and because, in fact, the people of Loop Head themselves, 
you know, they weren't trained to look out in the water. So it's only when you're being pointed, you think, God, there's dolphins everywhere. You know, and, you know, the locals used to go, so they're only sea pigs. You know, the Irish for, for a dolphin is mukmara, a sea pig. So there, there was no sense Just, of wonder. It's interesting you talk about these people immersed in it mm-hmm. and, and as guides. I'm, I'm a really good or bad example, if you choose, like of ignoring my own country and going to other countries. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to Stewart Island, which is the most southerly part of New Zealand, a small island off the southernmost coast of, of New Zealand. And I went on this incredible tour with this Maori woman, you know, who used to talk to the trees and do all this sort of stuff. And and then in the darkness, because mm. the 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 uh, the kiwi only comes out in darkness, right? Mm. So she walked me around with a torch, and we saw kiwis in on the beach in darkness. Now I was hugely impressed by this, but we have precisely the same situation mm-hmm. at Lubed and at various other places around yeah, Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happily. Thanks to Moncon McGann, we are discovering. They're, they're Dare I say, hmm. there's one other place you, you, one other person you can try to connect with if you're going there is Carmel Madigan. She runs this thing called the Loophead Summer Head School. Again, her place is the 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 bridges of Ross is this rock formation, a sea arch on the the north side of the peninsula. But she's been studying the beach there, and she'll bring you again. It's deep immersion in all the sea on all the wild plants, why they're different from the burn, all the wild animals, the different fresh leaves and berries she can make tea of. So again, and she's it's all about sort of doing art based on these things. So she's immersing you even deeper but through an artistic lens in the area. And she she's a local artist, Carmel Madigan. In fact, her art is to be sold in this, in the Kilbaha craft gallery I was talking about. But if you can go on one of her courses, which are run right, right throughout the summer, try and do you get even a deeper immersion into it. All right. Uh, Moncom again on Travel. Heaven knows where we'll be next week, but at least we know it'll be interesting. Tuesday Travel, you're on the right hook.